dear graduates. Once upon a time, I was riding a camel. I still don't know why. I was 16 at the time, and the guide up ahead asked me how I was feeling about entering my last few years of high school. I mumbled some kind of sulky teenage response, and he turned around and said, Mate, just put your head down for a couple of years and it'll be over before you know it. And then you might not have to guide camel rides for the rest of your life. I, I would actually love to experiment with being a camel ride guide, but I did get his point. Regardless if I work my ass off or if I'm a complete lazy bones, time will pass and I will reap whatever I have sown. Right now, the average third year acting student at drama school has a few months left in their studies. The heads are starting to rise and the finish line is in sight. Some might be desperately trying to escape the confines. Others might be trepidatiously looking over the edge of the nest, wondering if they will fly or fall to a fiery death. A bit dramatic. But the end is near. You have been crammed full of tools and techniques and had more bizarre experiences than any non-drama school uni student could possibly imagine or understand. But the majority of the experience has been had. And these last six months, they'll be over before you know it. You're doing something you will never have the opportunity to do again. Sure, you can keep going to acting classes in the decades to come, but when else in your life will you dedicate three full years of your time and energy to doing things like voice, movement, history of theatre, Alexander technique, improvisation, music, accents, mime, clowning, dance, stunts, etc., etc., consistently every day with incredible facilities and incredible facilitators. I'm currently leaning back in my chair, thinking about those years for me. God, 11 years after graduating from NIDA, I would give anything to just once more, wake up early, put on that black lycra and lie down on those cold wooden floors again whilst fighting for a position closest to the gas heater, of course. If I close my eyes and take a second to actually place myself in that moment, I feel tired feel over it, I feel ready to leave, let this be over already, but when I think about rolling over onto my side and looking at who is, who is there, who is around me, 
What a bloody motley crew of human beings. <laughs> I see Bree Bree fighting the balance between complete dedication and getting the giggles. Matt is right there next to her in the trenches. Andrew is playing his guitar. I can hear Kurt thinking, oh, you know what? Dave's hair is perfect. Katie and Guyman are singing and moving with swag. Morgie smells of delicious banana bread. Gabe is having a complex conversation with Gideon about superheroes. Benedict isn't here. He's outside smoking with Nadim, of course. Maine is sketching in his notebook. Rob is drinking a coffee whilst Alan is trying to play some kind of prank on him. Jenny is doing some kind of interpretive dance that I still don't quite understand. Sam is asking, where's Brandon? Harry is busting out notes like a pro. Batch is running a stand-up routine. Sylvina is figuring out if Mercury Grade is to blame again. Michelle is finding someone to hug tightly. On and on. It's like a weird experimental group of new Sesame Street characters. And it took me far, far too long to realize that this Motley crew, this is my family. Regardless of where I am in the world, there they are. Shared suffering sure as heck does something to bring a group of human beings together. We went through experiences that I will never have the opportunity to do again. No more rock star exercise, no more animal workshop, wedding improvisation, no more same time, same place every single day. I never would have thought that once I was out in the industry, that I would be working alongside them on set, walking in the city protesting with them, acting in things they'd written, holding sound gear for them and things they were producing, running lines for their self-tapes a decade later, supporting their petition they started, being by their side on their wedding day, having late night phone calls once their new baby was finally asleep. Whispering in that director's ear to hire them just so that we can hang out in the trailer. <laughs> of course, we're not all the best of friends. and <sighs> We weren't and, and we still aren't. And some speak every day. Others haven't spoken in years. But I'm not talking about liking each other. I'm, I'm talking about love. The doing part to support and celebrate the extraordinary highs, to give flowers at an opening, to give standing ovations even when the work sucks, to just be quiet and hug when no more words can help. I was once waiting at a traffic light in my car. I looked to my right, and standing there was someone who... I graduated with, and he was placing a, a 
cup of coffee down uh, for someone. Uh, we hadn't spoken in years, and we looked at each other in silence and smiled for a long moment until the light turned green and we nodded and I drove away. Yeah, those three years we did it. We did it together. And for that, we will always have a bond. Always. Dear graduates, look around you. Like it or not, this is your family. This is the group you get to go influence the industry with. So, take care of each other as you slowly step into this new professional world. Oh, the places you'll go. <laughs> I hope this helps. Head to michaelsheesby.com forward slash coaching or just email me at info at michaelsheesby.com. <laughs>